Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Did everybody, everybody get a candy cane that needed one? Everyone get a candy cane that, that deserved one, that sat here, I should say, right? Well, it's so good to see you here today. You know, um, after reading that story, one of the things that I like about that is just simply, it's a little bit messy. Um, we, we tend to kind of try to clean things up. We want to look as nice as we can. We dress up nicely. We try to take the pictures and, and catch just the right moment. And we want to make it look sort of like a Christmas movie at our house if we could. And it just doesn't end up that way, does it? Uh, those of you who've had little kids, you know, it just, it just never ends up that way. Something happens. Somebody gets gum in their hair. Who knows what happens? But, but for most of us, we come to a candlelight service like tonight. Because that's sort of what we're hoping for. We're hoping for a little bit of nostalgia. Uh, a few kids on the stage that make us laugh. We get to hear a Christmas story. We hear the Christmas story read. We sing some songs. We sing some carols. And one of the better things is that the pastor keeps his sermon shorter than normal. <laughs> but what the people experienced in, in the book that, that made the Christmas pageant special... I think was that it became real for them. All the things that the kids messed up with bringing the ham or, um, you know, how they shouted or burping the baby Jesus, it sort of made it real. And the meaning of, of Christmas is, is affected, it affected them in a very real way. It affected these kids in a very real way to the point where they were giving Jesus what they had. And that just happens to be what they had was the Christmas ham. So, so here's sort of a, a takeaway that I have, if you want the real meaning of Christmas to impact your reality, you've got to stop and you've got to look at the details. You've got to look and see what is it that God did that night when Jesus was born. And this is why I love uh, the, the message that is often front and central in many of the Christmas carols. For the last few weeks, I've been kind of going through some of the different Christmas carols and, and the message that is, is written down in these carols that we sing. And often we sing these, these songs and we don't really have the time maybe to think about the truths that we are singing about. But underneath the nostalgia in, in some of the, the most beloved Christmas carols lies the truth of what happened when God became flesh and he dwelt among us and he died on a cross as our sin bearer. And see, this is the story within every Christmas carol. Uh, tonight, tonight, I want to just take a quick look at um, the, the Christmas carol, A Little Town of Bethlehem. And after I'm done, we're going to sing that together. But it was written in 1865 by a man named Phillips Brooks, and he wrote it for the children in his Sunday school class. And what he had done is he took a pilgrimage to go overseas, to go over to the Holy Land. And on Christmas Eve, he rode from Jerusalem to Bethlehem on a horse that night, on horseback, to see the fields where the sheep uh, and the shepherds would have been. And they even went to the place where there are actually caves there, that, that shepherds still use the caves when they're sleeping and they're watching over the flocks by night. And that night he wrote the song that we know, O Little Town of Bethlehem. But I was just thinking about some of the lyrics. Listen to some of these lyrics. I've got them up for you up here. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. That God is very generous. In this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Yeah, you got that right. This world of sin, and, and yet that's what we need, is when meek souls 
are ready to receive Christ, then, then he comes in their lives. Another lyric, cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. Or how about the last verse? Oh, come to us, abide with us, O Lord Emmanuel. This, this is a song about understanding God's love for us as, as evidence in what Jesus Christ did for us. And, and, and he's basically saying that becoming part of God's family is actually a, as simple as turning to God and asking him to help us. Turning to God and asking him to save us from the problems that we have caused in our own lives, from the, from the problems, the, the thing that we know that we have in our heart that has sort of turned us the wrong way, that has twisted us the wrong way. And so celebrating Christmas is, is basically asking God to come and to abide with us, to, to remain with us, to be with us. And that's why we have that uh, phrase that he is the Lord Emmanuel. Emmanuel simply means God with us. So I want to just go over three things that this song is telling us. Uh, three things that are very obvious. It's not, you're not going to think that I'm, I'm brilliant for coming up with them. But, but it's things that, that in a song that I never really thought about. The first thing is this, that when we needed him, Jesus came to save us. I mean, this is the same in many of the carols. Um, o come, O come, Emmanuel. That's all about the fact that, that Jesus Christ came at the right time to save his people at that time in Israel. And, you know, for thousands of years, people were waiting for God to send a savior. And, and century after century, people pondered and they wondered, how is God going to do this? How is he going to fulfill his promises? How is he going to make a way for his people to once again have an open relationship with God? How are we going to have our sins forgiven? How is God ever going to do this? And then on the first Christmas and on every Christmas that would follow, we would be reminded of something that is very unheard of. We would be reminded of our worth. In God's eyes. Matter of fact, we sang about that earlier tonight. It reminds us about our worth. Wrapped in the history of a, a young virgin peasant woman conceiving a child, you've got a carpenter named Joseph. You've got no room in the inn. You have the shepherds and the angels and, and the magi. There is this hidden meaning in plain sight. Jesus, as a baby, Placed in a manger instead of a crib. And the message of Christmas is the beginning of a story of redemption. It's a story how God paid and bought us back. And unfortunately, this message, it's, it's uh, the message behind Christmas is easily lost. It's lost in, in traditions sometimes. Christmas TV specials, shopping, food, family gifts. Everything that we spend the last week doing almost, it, Christmas can get lost behind this. But here's the interesting thing. The scriptures teach us that God created us in his image and that we are valuable to him. Now, now the question that you may ask is this. Why would God go through so much trouble? And what do I mean? Why does the Son of God take on humanity? That's this word, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. It means that God was full, or that, that, that God is fully God, and yet He's fully human at the same time. That's why sometimes people, theologians, call Him the God-Man. Why are there thousands, or I should say hundreds of prophecy about the Savior, and thousands of prophecy about the future? 
about this Savior who would come and he wouldn't just leave, lead us, but he would suffer the justice of what our sin deserved. Why? Well, because God thinks for some reason, and this is the crazy thing, that we're worth it. There is something about our worth. There is something that God has chosen and in some wild way, he's chosen to set his love on us. And it's not because we're smart and it's not because we're beautiful. It's not because of our great skill. It's not because of some attribute that we have or some character trait. God has chosen to show his love for us just simply because he's chosen to do it. That he's decided to love us because he's decided to love us. And that's the reason why. And it makes me think of this like, well, what are we worth? Have you ever evaluated what you think you're worth? Where is your value? What is your value? And for a lot of us, we think, well, our value, it lies in what I can provide for my family. Or my value lies in what I could do at my work. Or my value lies in how I talk with people and who my friends are and, and, and all of this. But see, God evaluates this in a much different way. Christmas is about God sending and giving his son so that we could enter a personal relationship through Jesus Christ. So you want to know what you're worth to God and how great his love is for you. This is the answer. You're worth Christmas. That's just incredible to think that you're worth Christmas. So, so this is what we need to do is we need to go back and we need to reflect on all that we know about Christmas. What is it that you know about Christmas? Because he did it for you to redeem you. That should just astound us. So, so the first thing that, that we learn from this thing is that when we needed him, Jesus came to save us. The second thing that, that I see that the lyrics tell us is this, that if we invite him, he will abide with us. And he will save us as our Lord. This is exactly what Jesus said. Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, if anyone loves me, he will obey my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and we will make our home with him. God promising to come and make his home with us in our lives, in your life. And, and that's what being a Christian is all about. It's just about a personal relationship with God. And if we invite, invite him to, God will abide with us and he will save us as, as Lord. But a third thing is true as well. If we receive him into our lives, he will always be with us. This idea, this word Emmanuel won't just be a word that you hear around Christmas time or you won't just hear it in, in Christmas carols. But God will be present with you even when you don't see him. Even the times when you're not thinking about him, he will be there with you. The lyrics to these songs, they tell us that. But the truth is, it's because the scriptures tell us this. Uh, John, one of Jesus' uh, uh, disciples, he said this. But to all who have received him, those who believe in his name, he has given the right to become God's children. That those who receive him say, I, I want to receive you into my life. That they will become God's children. The Apostle Paul wrote to a church in a place called Corinth, and he said, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. See, here, here's the thing. Christmas happened so that the cross could happen. 
The cross happened so that God could show how he defeated death, how he brought forgiveness, how he opened a way for us to relate with God. It all starts with Christmas, but Christmas is about God sending his son so that we could become his children. Very basic truths. In almost any Christmas carol, you're going to hear about these things. It just so happens that a little town of Bethlehem lays these things out pretty well. But how do we apply this to ourselves personally? Um, and, and this is what I would say, that if we evaluate ourselves honestly, some of us, um, our lives look a little bit more like the Herdman's kids in the story than, they, than we want to admit. The hair, you know, all over the place, whatever it is. But see, here, here's the thing. Jesus' mission is to rescue imperfect people like us. He didn't come for the perfect people because there aren't any. He didn't come for the sinless people because they don't exist. He came for people like you and and, and like me. And so some of you here tonight, I just want to say, um, you don't really have a home church or else you might be there tonight. So I just want to invite you. If, If you're broken, If you're wandering, if you feel a little bit like one of the Herdman kids in there, we would just want to say, get in here. You're our kind of people. Because this is the kind of people that that Jesus came for to save. And we're just a group of of people here at Grace Point Church where where um, we're at different places spiritually. Every one of us is at a different spot. But God is calling every one of us to take whatever that next spiritual step is in their walk of faith and their spiritual journey. And that's what he wants from you. So I don't know where you are on your spiritual journey, but it may be that your step, the next step that God has for you would be, well, to stop playing around by going to church only every so often. And and, uh, maybe some of you, it's Christmas, it's Easter, it's that kind of a thing. But the next step would be to get you involved in a Bible teaching church and you start growing spiritually. For some of you, the next step that God wants for you is actually your very first step. You're here, you've heard the real story, you've heard the Herdman story, you've heard me now tell you a little bit about why Jesus came. But for some of you, God is offering the the very first opportunity for a first step. There's this Christmas song that I actually... That I dislike. Uh, maybe I should say I hate it. Um, it's, it's by a guy named George Michaels. And some of you know what it is. It's called Last Christmas. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day you gave it away. God promises that if you turn to him and you give him your heart, you will never regret it. You give yourself to Him, you will never regret it. He will make you into a new creation. He will change who you are as a person. And you'll start making right the things that are wrong, and you'll start seeing Him working in in your life. And so for some of you, maybe that's the very first step, that you need to decide and, and say, I think I just need to get real in my relationship with God. That if he did that, if Christmas was for us, like the scripture says it is, then what I need to do is I need to receive him into my life. That I need to believe in Jesus Christ. But for all of us tonight, what what God wants is I think he wants to remind us why Christmas is special. It's because it's the beginning of a story of redemption. It's the beginning of the story of our redemption. That's what Christmas is about. So I'd like to pray and then we're going to have the, the band come back up and we're going to continue with our service. 
Heavenly Father, as, as we come to you today, thank you for reminding us about truths about Christmas. Thank you for showing us that even when we don't get it right or, or maybe we, we don't understand it and yet our hearts are in it, that you see that. You see what's going on in our hearts. But I pray, Heavenly Father, as we reflect on what you have done for us, as we reflect on Jesus Christ, born the God-man, God in the flesh, come for us. Lord, that we would see your great love for us, your great value for us, that you care about us as an evidence in history. Lord, thank you for that. And I pray as we finish the rest of the night that you would set our mind on some of the truths that we need to remember. That this is all the story of your redemption. It's your redemption of us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a bit more standing to do, so we'll stay seated for this song. Before we have candlelight. This out a little time. part of our night where we get to play with fire. (laughs) Who said that? Because we're not giving you anything. (laughs) So this is what I'd like to remind you. We're going to have some people come and help to to light along the sides. And we're already having that happen. But but as as you have somebody coming along, would you like to 
There we go. This is exactly how you do it. You hold your straight up and down and the next person tilts it. Don't tilt yours if it's lit or you will put wax in the lap of the person next to you and you'll hear a shout. <laughs> so don't do that. And we're going to have everybody's candles uh, as they're lit. Then we're going to continue on with our candle lighting service and we will all sing together where we can read um, what we have, uh, our, our flyers or whatever, our, our song sheets. OK, you guys ready? I'm going to go this way. Everybody have a song sheet. If you really need one, we're happy to pass some more out. These are all my kids coming up to help me. It's kind of a little tradition. They sing this part with me. And actually, that's I'm his kid, so that's my dad. I don't know how to do this. I'm going to light myself on fire. You want to do that? Thank you. All right, so the first song is What Child Is This? Why don't we stand? We're looking, we're looking pretty well, uh, like everybody has their uh, candles all set here. We could probably go ahead and turn the lights out, I'm thinking. Is that the plan? There we go. What child is this who
everyone. Let's pray. And as we say, amen, we'll blow out our candles together. Heavenly Father, you are good to us. Thank you for the kindness that you've shown us in Christ. Thank you for the families that we have, the friends that we have here, the way you've blessed us every day. And Lord, I pray that you would take our, you would just lift our chin and and take our eyes and help us to focus on you tonight as we go home, tomorrow as we celebrate But you would take it and you would make our time that of remembering, remembering the goodness of God, of what you've done for us. So we thank you for Christmas, for this Christmas and for every Christmas. And and with that, we we say in Jesus name, amen. Amen. Merry Christmas.
Glad you all came tonight. If you would, deposit your candles in the back. There's a bin back there. And I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow.